I'm Sheree Hardy, and I appreciate you listening. Thank you, thank you, thank you, and thank you. So I'm going to jump right into today's topic, and don't forget, you can email me at badthoughttherapy at gmail.com. Please just reach out. Just say, hey, that's all you have to say. Let me know that you're listening, and I appreciate you. So I decided to call this episode Birds of a Feather. Where are your relationships and associations taking you? Now, I have talked about relationships and connections on this podcast quite a bit. And one of the things I heard someone say years ago, and it was just simple but powerful, and it was, people are like elevators. They will either take you up or down. I'm going to say that again. People are like elevators. They will take you up or down. And so many people suffer needlessly because of the wrong associations and connections. And because they are dealing with people or they are around people who have issues and if they go down, you're going down. And the closer you are, the farther you can go down. Okay, And so you will be in that pit or that abyss with them. And so I just want to talk about this, give you something to think about. So, and this, this was inspired by a couple of news stories. So the first one is, I know you heard about what happened in Texas, the tragedy, just senseless murder. A man goes to his neighbor's house because they ask him to stop shooting. His shooting was disturbing a baby and just that's scary just in general but anyway they went to his house the man came back and as a result of that he ended up shooting five members of a single family in a home and by the grace of God um, more deaths the children there were young children there and those children were protected by the victims who were slaughtered who were senselessly killed so he was on the run And they finally found him. And the irony is they found him under a pile of laundry. And I thought it probably was dirty laundry like him, so he would have fit right in. But anyway, um, now his wife has been charged because they believe she knew where he was and she helped him to escape or hide from the police for longer than he would have been able to do without her help. I forgot what that exact charge, but the point I'm trying to make is she may have to go to jail because of her association and connection to a man who's violent. And this happens a lot. You suffer and you have to deal with things on different levels because of who you're around. And if people have bad character and you're around people with bad character, whatever consequences, negative consequences that they face, there's a strong possibility that you can face those consequences too. And so you have to consider that as you and how to handle that. I want to talk about some things in a few minutes because sometimes it's not so cut and dry, um, when especially when it's a family member. But anyway... Um, you suffer. So you got to think about that. Are you around people who are not involved with anything good? 
And then because you're living with them, you're having a relationship with them, your association can cost you your freedom, can cost you, stop you from breathing fresh air. It's windy outside, nice and breezy outside. You might lose that, okay? You don't want to do that. Can cause you to lose your life, your health, all these different things. And it's simply because of association. Bad company corrupts good people. Bad company causes you to go in bad destinations. Just like birds of a feather flock together, so do they fly to the same destination. You have to think about this. Chickens are usually around chickens. Ducks are around ducks. Buzzards are around buzzards. Vultures are around buzzards. You see where I'm going. Eagles, on the other hand, are a little different. They fly alone. They don't need a flock. And sometimes that is the stance you have to take if you are going to rise above these situations if you don't want to suffer. And I'm telling you, this is serious. Because a lot of times people are in jail or they're dead or they're in a hospital. And it's it's this one thing. And I mean, this thing is serious. It's because of their association. So now, and I didn't get too deep in the article, but the wife of the killer is being charged. She's going to be arrested. And it's possible that she could go to prison because she stood by her man. Her man clearly, you know, when a person goes to somebody else's house and they shoot five people they've been violent okay that's not just he just became violent that moment so she knew the monster that she was married to or living with and she stayed with him and I'm telling you this is what you don't want to do another interesting case in the news just associations um one of the police officers in the George Floyd tragedy um, he's now been charged with something. So, you know, the one who is responsible for George Floyd's death, the one that actually knelt on his neck and cut off the circulation, um, the blood flow, he, I think, was charged and is in prison. But there were other officers standing there. And maybe they didn't tap him on the shoulder, said, bro, you're going to kill him. You know, don't kill him because... You know, man, we get in trouble, let's just arrest him. Because they didn't do anything or say anything. They watched him kill a human being, and they were there. And I don't, you know, I don't know what they trained them to do. Like, if you see your fellow officer killing another human being, like, what should you do? I don't know what they, I haven't heard anybody talk about this. You know what I think this summer, because I'm going to do my my guest series I'm going to have an officer explain that because I have so many questions and that would be one of the questions that I ask like what are you trying to do but anyway the guy's being charged see just being in the presence of people who don't have good character and people who let the evil be amplified and be larger in their lives you can suffer it is now he's already lost his job. I think they all lost their jobs in that case because and I wonder if he had just said, Hey bro, you know, he's dying. You may kill him. Hey bro, come you know, don't do let's not do that. Hey, let's just arrest him. George Floyd would be alive and they wouldn't be in prison or lose their job. They probably would still be officers. It's just that simple. But singular acts for all of us, and this is the scary part, can be a matter of life and death.
can be a matter of being, you know, having a job and being jobless, from being healthy to being unhealthy. I mean, just in a matter of a singular moment. So we have to be so careful about our associations. Now, here are some associations that get kind of get complex because in the Kentucky case, um, the mass killer there was a, I think he was 25 years old and he went to a bank. He purchased a gun, first of all, and he went and got him a gun, a high assault rifle. And he went back to the bank where he had been working and he shot five people, killed them. He shot more than five people, but he killed five. And I don't want to ever forget about the people who were injured because not only will they have to deal with the physical ramifications of those injuries for the rest of their lives, but the mental part. In fact, one of the ladies um, who, I guess, made comments to the news, she was actually on a Zoom meeting. She wasn't there physically, but she was on the meeting, so she saw all of it, heard all of that, and that's horrific to be watching that live and, and just knowing that your, your, you know, people that you work with and you may care about, they're being slaughtered. Now, this is interesting because they have been on the news, and I'm sure that they're facing the ramifications because that's their son. And even though some people might say, you know, he came from a good home, they were good people, people will still look at you a certain way because that is their son. And they're going to think, well, what did you do or didn't do? Because that's your son. And this is why I'm a mother. So this is why I used to talk to my daughter all the time about this. What you do doesn't just affect you. People people have this myth, this distorted idea that we just live on islands. And I'm going to be on my little island and you're going to be on your little island. No. We are all interconnected. And that's intentional. Our lives interconnect. Excuse me. Our lives are interwoven and they're connected and we are really interdependent and that is really what the original blueprint was was created for. We're not to live in these island kind of situations and have that mentality is dangerous. So I would always tell my daughter, when you get in trouble, it's not going to just affect you, it's going to affect me. There are different levels to that because I know, and the same thing, it reversed. As a parent, what I do or don't do can have a direct impact on my daughter's life. So I always taught her that, to be mindful of that, because that's a reality. And just like I said in one of my last episodes, there are things that we need to teach our children that are not necessarily pleasant, but they need to know. And the earlier they know about these things and you teach them, that's not telling, teaching and telling are two different things. But you really help them thoroughly understand that associations are critical in life. And it can be a matter, like I said, of life and death. It can be a matter of of you being able to breathe good, fresh air versus being in a prison for the rest of your life simply because of association. So in this case, they're in the news. And I feel like the reason why they had to do an interview I recommend not doing one right now, maybe maybe some years down the road, because they, and they talked about his mental illness, because I'm sure people are saying, well, what did you do? What did you say? And I'm not blaming them, 
But because he was 25 years old, it wasn't like he was 12 or 16 when he did it. But nevertheless, he came from you. So how can you be so good and he can be so bad? And or how can he do something so bad? Because he may not be a, might not have been a bad person, but how could he do something so brutal and cool? And the point that I'm trying to make of make today is you must deal with your associations carefully. So it gets a little complex when it's a family member because you don't you love a person and you don't want to just cut off your loved one, but you want to deal with that because if they go down, you go down. In some form or fashion, his family is going, the guy, I'm talking about the guy in Kentucky and all these people, they're going to be affected, just like the lady in Texas, but also the officers. If he was married and had children, they're dealing with that, even though he was the one that watched the guy who killed George Floyd and he didn't do anything, they're suffering. And it's like that with every time there is a, you know, any kind of mass shooting, in the Idaho case, they interviewed the parents. The, I understand the, the killer's sisters were fired because what it is is that we think if you associate it with another person, then you must be like that person. That may be true, that may not be true. That may be fair, it may be unfair, but that is the reality for most people. And this is why you have to be very careful about your associations. Um, Another interesting thing that I see in the news a lot is where you have these men who engage in sexually perverted acts and they end up being arrested. And what happens is, you know, they have these different things on their computer and then, you know, the FBI, everybody, the government knows what you're doing. So if you're not doing something good, they know about it. They're going to find out about it eventually and they might not arrest you right then because they're going to build a case. But you see this a lot where you have just like the FBI coming into somebody's home because they've been doing something very inappropriate and sick. And then that person is mad with kids. So they sitting up in the house and they may know, the wife may know the husband is perverted and she may not know, but let's say she doesn't know. But just because she's sitting in the house with him, now she's got to deal with all that. She's got to deal with, the, she's going to have to move they're not going the neighbor's not going to let that happen because they don't want that so that association matters and so i just want to encourage people to take some time to really reflect on your life take inventory of your life and think about who's in your life now some people they're in my life and i love them dearly and i pray for them every day but i don't i deal with them they're like in the balcony of my life. I don't give them VIP status. They don't get front row status. But I still, I care for them. I deal with them carefully because I know that they engage in things that, you know, may not be good. And, you know, and I used to tell my daughter, some you in somebody's house and they got drugs and they deal drugs. And if the police, that may be the day that the police decide to do a raid. And you're in there. And guess what they're going to do? They're arresting everybody. Everybody's picture is going to be on the 6 o'clock news. And everybody may not be guilty. But if you're there, then you're going to be caught up too. That's the kind of thing you have to be mindful of. You know, some people, you might just have to talk to them on the phone. 
You might be able to meet up with them and maybe do lunch with them or go to them. <laughs> you know, y'all think I'm playing. Because, see, let me tell you, you got to ask yourself that question. Where are your relationships taking you? Some of them are taking people straight to the prison or to the hospital or to the cemetery. You have to really think about that. And this is why, you know, the number one rule for good relationships is good character. If a person doesn't have good character, you want to think twice, maybe three times, about being in a close relationship with them. It doesn't, and let me just emphasize this, it doesn't mean you hate them. It doesn't mean you need to talk about them in a negative, derogatory way. It doesn't mean that you degrade them and humiliate them. What it means is that you have to deal with them carefully and cautiously because if you don't, it can cost you your life. And like this case in Texas, and this is the first thing I thought, I said, woo-wee. I'm, you know, this is why some people are single. Because they, they, they're just not going to deal with food. It's so hard to find um, people with good character, a man with good character. And that's, that's sad, but it doesn't have to be that way. I'm praying for some kind of revival, revolution or something, where... Some man, it's going to have to be a man that rises up and starts getting more men to act responsibly and to have character. No matter, And temptation, and I got to do a podcast on this, every day you're going to be faced with temptation. So we got to have men to see, it's like a trick. And I used to teach this to my students, you know, if you walking down the street and there's a hole in the ground, that hole is, is there. You got to know that. You have to be aware. And some of these things that men fall prey to or they get tricked by, it's intentional. You don't get it. It is absolutely intentional. So there's that hole. And what you need to do, instead of just walking and jumping on in that hole, because you, once you get in that pit, it's going to be very hard to get out. You need to learn how to walk over it, around it. You need to learn how to build something to uh, fill up the hole. And, and and nobody is teaching our men how to do that. So they're just they just keep falling. Every day you see them falling. They ended up being in the hospital, being in the morgue, being in the prison. And they don't have to be. This this can change. I know I'm an idealist, but I really believe we can reduce significantly some of this sick stuff in our society. But and then that's another deep thing because it's about association. You hanging out with men who believe it's perfectly fine to get high. It's perfectly fine to engage in certain certain perverted acts. You know, you think it's perfectly fine to cheat on your wife. So you have that in that association, you're going to do it. And see, this is the thing, when you have good character and other people don't have it, there is this discomfort and it's so strong, you're not going to be around them. That is why when I was growing up, I used to hear this term over and over again, birds of a feather flock together. You can tell where a person is heading just by the people with whom they associate. You're gonna, you can already see where they're going. If you're around violent people and thugs, you're probably going to end up where violent people and thugs end up. 
which is usually dead, or which is usually in prison, are usually dead in prison. So you you that happens or in the hospital, you know. And so that's the thing. I doing nothing on the streets. That is because you you you're not even going to be able to hang around somebody that's so different from you. You need to be aware that your associations matter. To parents, I want to say this as a parent, it's very complicated because you can teach your children right from wrong. You can tell them, hey, don't do certain things. These things can hasten your death. They can end up getting you in prison and all these other things. And they still may make their own mistakes. And then you can't just abandon them. You love them. But and prayerfully, they get the lesson then. But I think when you raise your children to be mindful of what they do will affect you as a parent and what you do as a parent will affect them. It, it creates these what we call accountability partners. But what is deep about it is when your family, that's even a stronger accountability partner. But we need accountability partners. And I need to do a whole, let me write that down. I need to do a whole podcast on that. I'm waiting. I'm writing this down, y'all. So, let me, so we need accountability partners. We need people to hold us accountable for our behavior. It inspires us to do better. It inspires us to want to do better because you got to want to do better. You know, I know people and they are totally fine with just waking up every morning and just living the whole day in a state of perversion, you know, and filth. And because they don't want to do better. Now, they, they're going to find out that that's going to hurt them in the end. And if they haven't found out already, which is unfortunate because then that means they've squandered years and years and years where they could have. I know a person, this man could have been a multimillionaire right now and could be in a whole different realm and wants to be if he had just been able to cleanse his mind and his heart. But he, he just didn't want it. So... It didn't happen, and I mean, anything can happen. You're still alive, and it can happen. But my point is this. We need accountability partners. And like I said, in the case with the police officer, I'm going to interview this summer when I start my guest series. I want to interview the police because I want to know how he was able to stand there. And he was, and the guy had his, you know, and I know you know basic biology or anatomy. Like, you cannot put your knee on somebody's neck. In fact, they have a case right now in New York where, and this happened today, I believe, where there was a, a passenger on the train and he was acting a little erratic and there was a young um, former Marines on the train and he put him in a chokehold. And that passenger who was acting erratic is now dead. Now, they're going to make it a racial thing because... The passenger who was acting erratic, according to eyewitnesses, was black, and the former Marine is white. So they may make it a racial issue. I don't know if it will be an issue if it's black on black. I don't know if the Marines will be charged because apparently the passenger who was killed was doing things that was dangerous or maybe could be potentially harmful to the other passengers. I don't know. So that's going to come out and it may be another racial thing. It may not be. But again, you're around it. You're going to have, you're going to face the consequences. Then on the flip side of it, when you're around people who, who are doing good things, you become a beneficiary of their goodness. 
you experience so much so much good and beauty and so when you like we were talking about just think about the reverse of this you got a wife she knows her husband is violent he ends up killing five people he's going to prison may get the death penalty because this is texas now she may she's going to go to prison she's something's going to happen to her too but just think about if he was a good man and he wasn't drinking and he wasn't shooting guns at night but he was going to sleep and he was resting and he got up and he worked hard and he started a business he's making money then she would be the beneficiary of all his goodness they working together she's helping him then you have this beautiful thing you have this beautiful um what is the word synergy is what the word i was trying to find so you have this beautiful synergy going on with husband and wife so the flip side of that is when you're around good people you're around people who are positive and they you know they may not be perfect nobody no human being is perfect but they're positive they're always looking you know to be kind and be generous and you're around that when you get to feel their kindness you get to feel their generosity you get to experience the beauty of that it's like walking i know people they're like walking sunshine and so that's the that's the beautiful thing is we talk about the negative consequences of being around people who face challenges but then also i have been around so many good people and i've been so blessed abundantly because i have been around those good people and that's why you want to reassess your life love all people love everybody i keep saying this pray for everybody and i know it's hard sometimes when people are acting out and they may not be doing the things they need to do and you it's just you know you feel some kind of way cuz you're human and you may not pray as you should but you have to do it you have to work through those emotions and you have to you know it's hard to do but i've learned to do this take your worst person that you think you know and try to put yourself in that position just imagine if you were that person you probably would want someone to pray for you because at the end of the day our behavior is a reflection of where we are spiritually and we're not talking about this enough but this is why I keep doing bad thought therapy I'm going to keep talking about spiritual warfare because a lot of the evil that we see in the world is simply because people don't understand the rules of engagement the military the spiritual military strategies to win the battles and the war I, I I cannot emphasize this enough and it's a workout because initially you're like I you know I went through something recently and my initial reaction emotionally was not in a, was not good I was feeling a little hurt you know feeling a little sad and you know just the enemy just tried to beat me up over the head and then I'm like no I'm not going to let negativity have a root in my life in my heart and in my mind I'm not I refuse to let a seed of negativity I refuse to ruminate about a negative experience or somebody didn't accept me or want me around you know uh uh-uh, uh I'm not going to do that and I worked through it and I began and then let me tell you how good God is as I was working through it It was no accident that I was looking for an inspirational message because I always tell you all if you want good in you, you got to put it in you. So I was looking for a message 
found a great message that I did an episode on. It was about rejection, but the guy who did the message is Dr. Jimmy Evans. He is a Christian minister. And while I wish to know there were some things that I added to my podcast that I thought were important, he did a really good job. And what he told us was, no matter what people do, we have to do the right thing. And that's the thing when it comes to associations. You love people, but you have to do the right thing. You may not be able to let them have a front row seat or a VIP pass in your life. They may have to be in the balcony, but you have to never, ever forget that your association can be a matter of life and death. That's simply put, it's irrefutable. People are dying every day because of associations. They might be alive if they were not associated with that person. They might not be in a hospital if they had not been associated with that person. That's just how serious it is. So my time is running out. I want you to take inventory of your life. I'm going to take inventory of mine. Listen, everything I talk about, I'm putting myself in it too because I'm in it. So we got to take inventory of our lives. Think about the people you're around. Start praying about them and praying for them. And you have to make some tough decisions. Never, ever let bitterness take root in your life because it will destroy you. Never, ever, you have to, sometimes you do have to talk about people, but don't do it in a malicious and mean way because it's really all about the lessons you've learned from them. And, and But don't be, you know, malicious or abusive or degrading and then let go because... People are like elevators. They'll either take you up or down. All right. This is a beautiful day. Take care. Bye-bye.